I genuinely believe that the woman is still the heart of her community and her family. And if she feels good, it has a ripple effect on everything else. Hi, everyone. I'm Nikki Brigger, editor of Marie Claire, and welcome to the latest edition of the Finding Fearless with Marie Claire podcast. Two decades ago, long before we started Instagramming our green smoothies and wearing activewear, a young entrepreneur had a vision to open an unknown concept called a day spa on Victoria's Mornington Peninsula. Now Melanie Gleeson's little idea, Indota Spa, has grown to become Australia's largest day spa network that spans a massive beauty and wellness product line, plus a growing wellness school. Now, as a businesswoman, Melanie is one of Australia's true visionaries, but she's also a game changer when it comes to the lives of working women, spelling out with clarity and honesty exactly what women need right now. Now, we loved what she had to say, and I think you will too. So be prepared to be inspired, and here she is, Melanie Gleeson. Now, take us back 20 years or so. Obviously, that's when you launched Indota. So where did you get the idea for Indota? Well, I was working in a day spa at the time. There weren't many in Australia at that time, probably maybe six max. And most of them were in luxury hotels. But this one um, was in a suburban area and was part of a health club. And it also had myotherapists and a whole range of alternative therapists that worked in the one space. So it was quite innovative for the time. And... I was managing that spa and I could see the change in people after they'd had a treatment. Mm. So they would come in, they would be rushing, they would be stressed and then after a treatment they would leave and there would be physical change in their structure and their posture um, but also often an emotional change. And, you know, somewhere in the back of my mind was just formulating this is an amazing feeling that these therapists are able to give and more people should be able to experience it and Mm. more people should be able to experience it more often. (laughs) So it was about um, the motivation for me was about making people feel better. So it was the the transformative power of of that sort of experience. the healing. The healing healing power. Yeah. Hence, yeah. hence why you came up with the name as well. Yes. So Indota is an Indigenous word for beautiful, but our logo is taken from a malachite stone and that represents emotional healing and that was sort of long before crystals became cool. So God, incredible. <laughs> We've been definitely the living first. and breathing, yes, mm. this and for a long time. So yeah. how did you actually get started? Because there's one thing to, you know, manage, manage a spa, but then yes. also just to leap into that entrepreneurial sort of field uh, it's quite difficult and obviously you need money let's be you know cold hard cash look I I was 26 at the time and I think part of being able to start was naivety (laughs) on my part and not understanding fully what it meant um, to run a business I think anybody who runs a business you start it because you're passionate about the industry you're in I didn't start it for the sake of starting a business so um, I was a little bit naive I had nothing to lose and I was um, very supported supported by a close family that were like well give it a try and see how you go so I didn't have I didn't have a lot of risk um, which helped yeah um, so you didn't and- you didn't have that sort of pressure that a lot of people put on themselves no 
no, no. So if it didn't work, I could just, you know, try Walk something away. different. Mm. Yeah. But I started it with a girl from school and we started one on the Mornington Peninsula. And a lot in the early days was about education because people didn't know what a day spa was. And we nearly didn't get our first permit because the local council, when I wrote the, when you apply for a permit, you have to write what what you're doing. So I put day spa, massage, facials, body treatments, and we had quite a few objections because the local council and the people in the area thought it was going to be a brothel. So... (laughs) So a lot's happened in the wellness industry in 20 years. It's totally different now. But in the very beginning, it was a lot about education and then going around to all those people and saying, well, actually, a day spa is this and these are the services we provide. And um, so it was a very different space to it is now. You know, you've flash forward 20 years and people are Instagramming their smoothies. We're all wearing activewear and wellness is... uh, is it I don't know 4.2 trillion dollar industry globally so it has come a long way um, from those days when people weren't sure about the legitimacy of the industry. Mm. I mean did you imagine that you would be where you are today and back at you know 20 years or so when you were you were a bit of a visionary in this space Mm. did you Mm. did you sort of foresee that this would take off to the extent that it has? It's an interesting question because I don't feel like I'm where I want to be yet. So for me, I'm still in it and I'm working and I mm. I don't often stop and think, you know, where it is. So did I always – I always knew it would be bigger than one spa. Mm. I, I had a knowing, which sounds a bit weird, but I had a knowing that it would be – Something, but Mm. that shape and form, no. That's right. I mean, that's the Mm. thing is then for moving from one spa, they're not obviously onto the, you know, the franchise Mm. arrangement. And now, of course, you're a beauty powerhouse as well. Mm. Mm. So that's such Mm. a, um, that's such a huge leap again. Yeah, the business today, so under the Endota sort of main banner, we have, we have the franchise network. Um, which is one business, we own um, a percentage of those spas. So that's another, it's like we run four businesses in one. That's another mm. area. We we manufacture, I think we've got about 270 different SKUs of skincare and wellness items. Mm. And then we run a um, registered training organisation. So it, it has expanded into um, quite a large entity with different, different businesses running under the one banner, really. That's right. The education space is really interesting, I think. We got into training because we were getting so many therapists coming to us with different levels of skills and we would have to retrain. So Mm. having our own school, which we could then employ people. So we employ our students while they're at school in a different capacity. So they're getting industry hours as well, which is so important in service, in the service industry. Mm. And then they come out qualified in all the Indota treatments and the Indota product knowledge as well as the technical skills that they need and they can work in our spas or other spas, which is such a benefit and we know the level of skill that's coming out. Mm. So That's phenomenal. Really, really important for us. 
I mean, was running your own business always a dream or did it sort of more or less evolve from your sort of love and passion of beauty and wellness and, and also that transformation that you were talking about? It evolved from that, but my parents had their own business. So I think when you're around, right. when you've been brought up with that sort of work ethic or, you know, I think you start to get an understanding of what it means to run your own business from the conversations that you hear and pick up. And it's hard work. Yeah, it's really hard work. <laughs> really, really hard work. Hard work. work. Yeah. But you also have to have that sort of creative vision as well as, you know, the practical things of a balance sheet and P&Ls and yeah. all of that thing. And that so. side I learned through the business. So I learned that. On, on um, the run. On the way, on the way, <laughs> on the run, yeah, and the passion and the industry love and the essence of the healing and what we do was was first, the driver. First and yeah. foremost and the driver. And so talk us yeah. through those early days. I mean, what were they like? They must have been, apart from obviously the brothel, the brothel only. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, that. they must have been quite rogue, were they? Yeah, rogue and fun and um just 24-7, interesting and learning, 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 learning mm. all the time, but also hard. You know, there'd be days and go, oh, how are we going to pay the wages? How are we going to pay the rent? Like it's it's tough. Absolutely. Um, I mean, you've grown mm. in Dodo not only sort of from a successful business in itself because it's now the largest mm. spa network in Australia, but at the mm. franchise model really does help empower women and it provides a network to support women. Um, talk us through that, but also was that always something that you wanted to achieve or did that kind of evolve? The franchise part of it evolved because in the early days wanting to expand and not having any capital um, was part of the driver for a franchise network. And the other part was there were no trained managers that understood the industry. Mm. Um, so we needed people that had worked in the industry that shared the vision and values that wanted to have a system and procedure and create their own within our sort of framework. And franchising just fit that. It didn't. It wasn't like I want to really, I'm desperate to start a franchise. You know, no. That was just the... You know, and I really, you know, I mean, I don't necessarily love that sort of space, but I love it because it creates a network of people that share the same values and that want to. Um, they're entrepreneur. Our franchisees are all entrepreneurial in mm. spirit, but they understand the value of having a system and a support network rather than starting from scratch because you save yourself time and money by doing that. So, um, mm. the 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 business model that helped the growth was just sort of the necessity rather than the, the driver. Yeah. Is it difficult maintaining that standard that you are oh God, requiring yeah. for yeah. Indota Spa? It must be really tough because you've got yeah. 100, over 100 yeah. now? 100, yeah. yeah. It's really hard. And look, it's – How do you do it? It's a constant – well, it's a, we don't always do it well. Yeah. Um, and it's a constant challenge. We have trainers on the road. We have area managers. But mm. the consistency is so personal as well. So I could have a massage with one therapist. You could have a massage with the same therapist. I could love it and you might not. It is that personal an experience. So the consistency is tricky and it's not something that we have mastered yet. But we have constant training. We have mystery shoppers go through. 
And oh, I do think, you? you know, yeah, I was wondering. Oh, oh, yeah. I was wondering yeah. if you did that because yeah. that really yeah. is the only way, isn't it? It's the only way. Yeah. Also, as I've grown, one of the probably the biggest lessons I've learned is, in the beginning, it was very much growth for growth's sake, and looking back, I did not always take on partners that shared the same values, mm. and that has uh, that has hindered the business as we've grown. So, but ultimately, but ultimately helped it because you've managed. It helped to ma- it in the beginning. Yeah. It helped it in the beginning, but it took more time and effort if you have people that are not on the same page as the brand and you, because it's all about our values, and if we don't reflect mm. those in our actions, it it doesn't work. So, have you had to take the license away? Yep, sometimes. I mean, your website reads that you're even prouder to be a hundred percent founded by women and also ninety five percent female team. Mm. Um, and, of course, many of those are working flexible hours. I, I know your team personally and I know that mm. they're always, you know, picking up the kids and helping each other yeah. out. It's such a – it really is such a supportive network authentically. Um, so mm. why is flexible work so important to you? Is it is it purely because we, you know, multifaceted, we're mums, lots of things to do and also mm. that's part of your – that's actually part of your brand too, isn't it? Yeah, it didn't – it just happened because it's who I am. Mm. Um, and and um, the people that work here that are drawn to the brand, but also I think to get great people you have to be flexible. Mm. But we, you have to be flexible, and um, well, you have to be flexible if you value feminine traits in business. Yeah. And ah, what do you mean by that? That's interesting. Well, I mean, um, so. I, mean, I think women generally are more collaborative, more nurturing. We we do have a different way of doing things. Um, certainly does not mean we're soft right. or take the easy road, but I like the way women work. I also like the way women work because they get shit done. Yeah, couldn't agree more. <laughs> uh, and, you know, so – and I think businesses, to be sustainable now, you have to have – that and especially with us, we're so entrepreneurial and we're so quick and creative. We have to be, you know, on our feet and adaptable and and changeable. So there's not a lot of, we don't have a lot of um, red tape or, you know, when decisions get made, they get made quite quickly and quite collaboratively. Mm. I think it, we did. It wasn't. Look, I'm going to have a whole office full of women, and that wasn't the intention. It just started out that way. We've certainly got a few more guys now coming on board, just in different areas. Um, but they're flexible too, so they pick up the kids and everyone. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. It just works. I don't mind where people work or what hours they work, as long as the job gets done. Absolutely, we like it and we do it because we see results. If you didn't see the results, you wouldn't do it. And I think. Don't just do it to get your quotas or your diversity. Like, it doesn't work. Mm. If you don't do things from the right intent, it falls apart. You're quite passionate about that whole concept of self-care. Yeah, I mean, it's really it's the the basis of of everything that Indota Spa does. So, mm. talk us through a bit of that, and and also, do you have any sort of tips about what we can do par- apart from go and have a surrender spa package? <laughs> mm. Is yeah. there any anything that you can think about, sort of mindfulness, or anything that you can do at home, or even if yeah. you're in, at work and sometimes you just feel so anxious because there's so much to do, that overwhelming feel? Yeah, 
Yes. So for me, self-care is about really at the heart of it, it's about respect for yourself. Mm. And I think not losing yourself. So as women, we take on so much of everything else and we often lose connection with who we are. Mm. So I genuinely believe that the woman is still the heart of her community and her family and if she feels good, it has a ripple effect on everything else. So it's not just about having a massage or, you know, whatever. It's about really caring for yourself and knowing that you should care for yourself. You get to three o'clock, you realise you haven't had a wee break. (laughs) That's not self-care. We really want women to know that they are powerful, divine, feminine beings. And we have so many gifts and talents, but we, we cannot use them and be them if we are tired. Absolutely. Science is backing this. You can run at a certain pace for a certain amount of time, but if you do not rest then there is disharmony in the body that leads to disease. Mm. And stress and anxiety are the number one causes of illness. So it's not it's not a luxury, it's not a view, it's not beauty. It is actually health and wellness and care. Women have just got to stop being so guilty and worrying. That's right. And so hard on themselves. Oh, and each other. Like, can ease up. We're <laughs> doing a really good job. What's um, just a personal sort of anecdote? What's the worst case that you've seen of someone who's come to you who's so stressed um, and how oh. you've sort of helped them, we which often, must be the biggest driver for you? Yeah, and for our therapists. So mm. we often have people... Um, that become emotional in a treatment because they are just that exhausted and they haven't allowed themselves to stop. And once you do, you know, you it just releases on so many levels. So the um, cry. And, yeah. <laughs> the post therapy yeah. cry. We've all done yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. But but we hold it for so long, right? And, That's right. Um, it's such a release so, though, isn't it? Yeah, and you need it. Mm, I agree. Mm. Now, you work closely with Indigenous communities and uh, yes, part of do. your proceeds go back to the community funding, which is incredible. So can you tell us a little bit about that and how you came about that and why, why you're so passionate about that particular um, cause or community? Yeah, it, look, it started with the school that I went to on the Mornington Peninsula. So it was an alternative um school and we had three rules which were respect for self, respect for others and respect for the environment. Mm. And um, the school very much integrated us um, into Indigenous um, cultures and we understood, um, we learned from a very young age that our thoughts and actions have an effect on our world around us, including our environment. And also about ancient wisdom traditions and what they uh, know and knew and worked with nature and cycles that we have forgotten. And then as I as I um, grew older and had more experiences, I'm very much drawn to different wisdom tra- traditions and I love the um, philosophies of our 
Indigenous cultures all over the world that worked with nature and her cycles mm. and understood that we're not separate, we are connected. So um, I met a group of ladies a few years ago now um, in the Fitzroy Crossing and they started up an art studio that initially started as art therapy. Um, so in the Fitzroy Crossing, um, two ladies in particular um, rallied for alcohol to be um, reduced in that community and when that took effect, the levels of uh, incidents and domestic violence reduced dramatically. So Mm. that was their first step in helping those communities and then the second step was to create art therapy um, for people, for women and children who'd experienced trauma. So we got to meet those ladies, spend some time with them and um, love them and the work they do. So then we got talking about social enterprise and how we could work with them and they helped design some of the um, work on our packaging. They've done beautiful lino prints for us and we're doing a collaboration I think next Mother's Day with them um, because we love and respect the work that they do and yeah, really, that's how it evolved. <laughs> that's incredible. That's a, mm. that's must you must get so much out of that. But it's amazing how those three rules um, yeah. that you learn at school really are the core mm. beliefs of of in a way, aren't they? Yeah, of everything, they are. but also yeah. of what you do. So yeah. it's amazing how we are shaped at such an early age. Oh yeah, yeah. Good, good choice for your parents to send you to that school. I yes, say. I'm very thankful. Yeah, yeah, and so are a lot of a lot of women around Australia. <laughs> yeah. So you are one of the pioneers of natural beauty in Australia. So how how hard was it to lead that charge? Not hard in the way that it has always been part of my learnings. I mean, the first yoga retreat or ashram I ever visited was in year 10. I went to yoga camp in year 10 through the school that I went to. So I had an introduction to um what they were back then, but they're not now, sort of alternative traditions and forms of healthcare. Um, the, the hardest thing probably was when we started formulating organic skincare because there just weren't the manufacturers around that could work with organic ingredients. So that's, I reckon, the biggest change that we've seen over the time. Formulations and manufacturing has certainly come a long way and we now have organic products that are also get results and we've clinically trialled them and they're beautiful to use but that journey has been uh, probably a tricky one. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Because it's so important to, you know, maintain that organic, you know, foundation for you. The, I mean, the wellness industry, as you said, is booming, multi-trillion dollar industry now. Yeah. Um, and the rise mm. of, you know, self-care has come so far. But there also is sometimes a bit of a backlash about it, you know, saying that it's been fetishised and Instagrammable and there's also more mm. pressure about fitting it in. Uh, what do you make of all this? Uh, I'm not. Don't buy I into don't it. don't listen to it, no. Mm. Because for me it's not, it's not a fetish and it's not – um, an indulgence. It is something that if we don't look after ourselves, whatever you call it, if you don't look after yourselves, you get sick. Mm. So it's that it's that simple. It's that simple. It's yeah. that simple. Yeah. And how often yeah. do you visit an endota spa? I say probably once every two months. Right. And you, what do you have? Yeah. 
At the, I have been having, which I'm loving, is our laser genesis treatments. Oh, yes. So I've been having one a month for the past mm. four months. Yeah, I love, I love the results on I the know. skin. I know. It's incredible, isn't it? Yeah. But then I also love a massage as well. Um, but at the moment I'm, I'm in a skin phase. I'm having laser genesis. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think, yeah, I think we're all in a skin phase, that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, how yeah. how do you recommend women find balance for you know for want of a better word, I suppose you know, and and how do they put themselves first when they're so, we're juggling so get many more help. things? Yeah, get, more, get help. more help. Yeah, make reach, it more even at home. Reach like, out. Not, nothing else we can do. We're doing everything. We need more help, mm. and we need employees that understand, and we need husbands or partners that understand, and that's what it's going to take. Mm. You know, in here, I love getting my. Um, I love working with energy workers and healers and so we get them to come in here because we know everyone's busy at home as well. So we have sometimes we have tarot card readers come in. We had a beautiful sound healing the other day. So we bring things like that into the workplace so that our people can experience it here. And you, employees, you've got to do those sorts of things because we're at work so often and you've got to make it fun and nice. Mm. So... Absolutely. Yeah, we need more help. Yeah. Oh, if, we, if we're going to be more. productive and creative and contribute to the economy and our environments, it, it, people, it's got to be balanced. It has to be more uh, our boys have got to step up. Yeah. And what, <laughs> what happens when the boys say, oh, I'm already doing enough, you don't understand, that's, you know. they. Oh, I would say we'll spend a day at home nurturing and looking after our children and then yeah. come back to me with your thoughts because <laughs> that's the harder job. <laughs> and, it, look, I can say that from Pete and I, we swap roles and that yeah. was a massive learning curve for him. He's become more nurturing but he goes, he knows how hard it is. Yeah, He's like, this is the hard. And he was a roof tiler before, which is physically hard, right? Oh, gotcha. But he goes, raising children is the hardest job in the world. Yeah. Was that, a, really was that a watershed moment for you when, when he yeah. took over? It must have been incredible. God, yeah. And also yeah, the end of that brilliant. mother guilt. Yep. Woohoo. Yeah. So, so what's been um, the most challenging part of your job to date? Mm. I mean, God, you must face challenges every day. That's a tough question, yeah. right? All the time. Yep. All I mean, that's time. that's part of it being, you know, such growth. A, growth yeah. is a challenge. Having everybody on the same page as you grow is a challenge. Well, so many things. I mean, how do you do? Um, how do you do that? I suppose it's a team. Having the team yeah, around you? Yeah, massive team. Great team, massive team. Asking for help, um, understanding that everybody knows way more than me when we're, when we're doing stuff, you know. Mm. And um, resp- Yeah, exactly, listening and respecting that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm learning so much every day. Isn't that incredible? Yeah, so After cool. 20 yeah. years, you're still learning so much every day. So what, no. what's the biggest lesson you think you've learned along the way? I'm always interested when people, you know, people's answers yeah without a doubt and this is not a fluffy answer because I believe that it's strong and true but to trust your instincts Mm. and when you don't that's when you end up backpedaling that's so true I love Melanie Gleason's take on mother's guilt and the fact that we actually shouldn't have any and the need for men in our lives to step up and share the load couldn't agree more Thanks so much for listening today and please take a second to rate and review and we'll catch you next time.